Welcome to the Path to Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Wes Barefoot, where it's my mission to help aspiring entrepreneurs and existing business owners take control of their lives and create freedom for themselves through business ownership. Each episode, I'll be exploring the strategies and tactics of other successful entrepreneurs that have created freedom in their own lives while sharing what I'm learning along my own path to freedom. I'm glad you're here. Let's drop in. Hey, what's up, everyone? And thank you for dropping into another episode on the Path to Freedom podcast. Today, I'm joined by John Nemo, uh, founder, CEO of Nemo Media Group. Um, John, appreciate you being here. I've been looking forward to this. Um, You are quite the personality. So always a lot of fun to talk with, but also full of knowledge uh, across a variety of of topics. But, uh, you know, in particularly marketing, branding, prospecting, something that's important to, you know, anyone that's in business for themselves or even considering getting into business for themselves. And, you know, you're a successful entrepreneur in your own right. So a lot of things that we can talk about, but um, really appreciate you being here. Man, I'm just honored, Wes, to be in the presence of the 2009 social media intern for the Hilton Garden Inn. I mean, does it get any bigger online? Does the does it get any bigger? Ladies and gentlemen, do you know who you're listening to? This guy. Uh, uh, you're the best, that's, man. I'm so excited to be here. assuming anyone's even listening to this other than my mother. Um, so... You and, did good, uh, mom. You did good. Yeah, I don't even know if my mom knows that I was briefly the social media intern for the Hilton Garden Inn. But um, yeah, talk about a blast from the past um, and uh, a short-lived claim to fame of mine. But um, I, I had to do it because obviously we know each other through all our LinkedIn stuff. And of course, I'm scouring Wes's LinkedIn profile for any, you know, anything funny I can. And I'm like going back to his first job right out of school. So I can't so that's where that's, that reference comes in for those yeah, that are like, I can't believe why are you even... randomly citing things from Wes's career? Because I'm a LinkedIn nerd. That's what I do. That's right. Yeah. I can't believe that's even on my my LinkedIn profile. But yeah, for, for a little context, uh, I mean, John and I connected, I think, late last year late 2022 and i mean he reached out to me via linkedin if if you know anyone listening spends much time on linkedin you know that you know it's it's full of people that are you know reaching out sliding into your dms uh you know trying to pitch something right and so i think most of us are pretty numb to that at this point and and so to to get anyone's attention through linkedin you've got to you know hook them in somehow or another. And, and I just remember that, you know, your approach was was unique in my eyes. And, uh, you know, your message resonated with me. I don't often do this, you know, when people reach out on LinkedIn, but I said, you know what, let's let's set up a call. And so anyways, I'm a client of John's uh, company, Nemo Media Group. And, you know, they helped me out with my presence and branding and uh, you know, content on LinkedIn. And, you know, I I do a fair amount of prospecting there for the the franchise consulting work that I do with Path to Freedom. And um, it's been been really good. And I'll share some more, you know, kind of examples as we talk today, I'm sure. But, you know, I've worked with other, um, you know, agencies, I guess you could say that that specialize in LinkedIn. And, you know, for me, this has been a totally different experience, better experience. You know, you guys have a I think unique approach um, to it. So, you know, with that, maybe just kind of give us a quick overview. You know, what is Nemo Media Group, and you know, who do you guys help, and and what is kind of your area of expertise? Yeah, thank you. It, basically, we're a done for you LinkedIn lead generation agency, and so we work with any type of small business owner, coach, consultant you know, entrepreneur that wants to use LinkedIn to get leads. And so that's the very short answer. How we do that is like we could spend, you know, hours on. So, but yeah, loving it. Um, Have been doing it since uh, 2012, um, since I quit my day job. And so that's a fun story too we can get into. Well, I'd love to hear some of that story. And and we'll definitely talk more about, you know, why is LinkedIn the, the platform that, you know, you guys really focus on and, 
you know, more about the types of clients that you're able to help and who should be considering, you know, leveraging a platform like LinkedIn. But um, yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit more of the backstory and, you know, how you got to the point of, you know, leaving your day job and and starting your own business because you have an interesting, you know, background prior to, to starting your own business from what I know. So walk us through a little bit of that story, if you don't mind. Yeah, it all started March 28, 1975, the day I was born. Uh, March 29, I didn't do much, just kind of slept in. No, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I won't go that far back. Yeah. All right. So Maybe. basically, I went to college uh, and got a degree that does not exist anymore. That's how much of a dinosaur I am. Print journalism. Remember newspapers, Wes? They printed them. Watch movies from the 80s. You can see the little paper boy throwing them out. Oh, so yeah. I loved, I grew up as the son of two English teachers. So I love storytelling, books, writing. That's why I went into journalism. And so I worked for the Associated Press and the Arizona Republic and some big newspapers. I loved it. Had wrote seven books, um, you know, reporter, writer. And then I ended up, uh, we have three crazy boys. And so early on, I was like Mr. Mom, you know, staying at home, doing all that. And then my wife eventually was like, I want to come home, go get a real job. And so then I worked for trade associations, one of which was debt collectors, everybody's favorite people. <laughs> you know what, that's, though? That's Some of the nicest people on earth are debt collectors. From. What's that? That's where your prospecting skills come from. If you yeah. And people and, on the yeah. phone as a debt collector. Yeah. And, and what's so funny is such a misunderstood industry that some of the nicest people in the world, soccer moms, everybody else, debt collectors. And anyway, worked for them for a trade association. Then I worked for uh, a nursing trade association, Minnesota nurses had to handle the biggest nursing strike in us history, 10,000 nurses. So that was bananas. Anyway, I, in 2012, I had kind of this epiphany. Uh, it was a meeting about men in tights. <laughs> so I, I was sitting in a meeting and the Minnesota Nurses Union, uh, it was also a labor union. So they did lots of like, they want to do lots of action and like street theater. And at the time they were protesting this bill, um, this Robin Hood tax, like the rich should pay more in taxes and we should be like Robin Hood. And so I'm the PR guy, you know, 20 year journalism career. And they're like, we want you to plan a street theater scene with Robin Hood characters, men in tights and fake trees and do a press release. And I'm like, is this what it's come to, Wes? <laughs> Is this me for the next 30 years? And I was say, God were love you behind that idea? What's that? Were you behind that strategy? <laughs> no, no. I was like, I got, there's more to it, right? And I always had this entrepreneurial itch. And so, and this is where LinkedIn's going to come into the story. So I had a safe job. I mean, I worked for a labor union. You cannot get fired if you work for a labor union. It's impossible, right? I'd have to stand on top of the building and scream, I hate unions. And even then I'd have a grievance and I'd be fine. Like yeah. <laughs> I had a safe six-figure job. Wasn't gonna, I could have coasted for 30 more years. And I was just like, you know what? I, I want to be home more. I want, similar to you, I wanted freedom, right? I had a young family. I had three young boys under the age of 10. My wife was home. And so I, uh, unlike you, I'm not good at planning. And I basically, I quit that job with $60,000 in credit card debt and one client who was going to pay me like 15 grand to build a website. And I didn't know how to build a website. And I just said, yes. So I left the job. I had all this debt. I had one client, enough money for basically 30 days. And I was like, I figured it out. And what it was, was LinkedIn. I knew back then because I'd use LinkedIn to get jobs. And, and this is what, 2012. I saw something with that platform that other people weren't doing, especially back then. Yeah. Was this is basically Google for B2B leads. Like everyone's on LinkedIn. You can make these lists of your ideal prospects. Mm -hmm. um, I saw an opportunity where, oh, okay. I got enough money to, to jump and I got to Google how to build a website, which I figured out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That was Nemo Media Group. I had a wobbly folding card table and a soft pretzel box that my computer was on. It was very, very high-end stuff, Wes. Very big, you know. At one point when you were reaching out to me, there was a picture of that desk <laughs> with the pretzel box and like your computer on top of it or whatever. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's such a good entrepreneurial story. And and I think very uh insightful of you to realize the potential of LinkedIn because I mean, when did LinkedIn even launch as a platform? Clearly, it was around in 
2009, um, or, or maybe not. Um, it, it launched, it I think, launch? in like 03, 04. I got on it, okay. I think, in 06. And okay. it grew and grew and grew. And the fun ending to that story of quitting the day job, within 90 days of being on my own, using LinkedIn for leads, I did uh, six figures in sales. Like just wow. uh, on that wobbly folding cart table, just from random people I hit up on LinkedIn and the DMs. So that was the opening for me to go, oh, yeah, and okay, this selling, is going to work. Yeah, you were selling like website yeah, marketing services, services right? Marketing services. Yeah, yeah. press releases, um, okay. websites, yeah. you know, videos, anything I could sell. And so that led into all these different lessons with LinkedIn. The biggest one being, you know, the riches are in the niches. And so mm. I had one client who was a debt collector at the time, right? That was from that old trade association. So I yeah. thought, well, this is what I would say as we get into some of the tips I want to share. 99% of LinkedIn profiles still are set up the wrong way. Mm. They're set up the way the platform originally intended, which was an online resume. Hey, if I want to get recruited, you know, I want to tell people what my work is. So if you look at most LinkedIn profiles, they're set up writing about yourself in the third person, like Wes Barefoot, CEO, you know, Path to Freedom. Uh, Wes has done such famous things as this accomplishment and this and this and this and yeah. this. And it's, it's you know, you write about yourself like you're a pro athlete, third person. Yeah. The only problem is, uh, other than Wes's mom, no one cares. Nobody cares about you, man. Nobody cares about your resume, what they care about. And this, at the time I launched my company, I was reading what's become my Bible for business, which is how to win friends and influence people, Dale Carnegie. Yeah. And he has this great line from 1936 that he wrote. And he said, your ideal client, your ideal customer does not care about you. They do not care about me. They care about themselves morning, noon, and after dinner. That's all they care about. And so what I did, and this is where we can get into a practical tip for LinkedIn, uh, with my profile, I immediately made it what I call client facing. So instead of being the resume, John Nemo, CEO, Nemo Media Group, I changed my LinkedIn headline under my name to debt collection marketing services, you know, mm. debt collection uh, websites. So that when someone got an invite from me on LinkedIn, again, the riches are in the niches. I use LinkedIn's database to only reach out to debt collectors, lists right. I built. Yep. to get an invite from a guy whose headline doesn't say CEO Nemo Media Group. It says debt collection marketing services. Oh, I'm a debt collector. I might need marketing services. I'll accept the invite. What do you got going on? Right. It's it's yeah. they see how you might be able to help them versus, like you said, just kind of your resume, because no one does care about that, but they care about themselves. So if you can kind of hit them in the face with this is what I do and this is how I could be in a position to help you, you've at least got their attention versus them, you know, scrolling right past or, or not accepting the the connection request. Now, had I been the, uh, you know, Hilton Garden Inn social media intern in 2009, I mean, you lead with that, obviously. But if you don't have that, clearly, yeah. So, so it worked like crazy because, again, here's the other thing: I have a whole template, and I'll we'll link to it in the show notes. But it's I call it the ultimate profile template, right? It's it's basically a fill in the blank for your LinkedIn profile. Now, the reason your LinkedIn profile matters so much is if you Google West Barefoot. It's one of the first results. Google yourself after this interview for anyone watching. Google your name. Your LinkedIn profile is on page one at the top. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And it whether is. you like it or not, people are going to look at that and try to figure out if you're legitimate, right? So even if you contact them through Facebook or they come in through your website or they meet you at a trade show, they're going to Google you. And what's your profile? If Does it look poverty or does it look like client-facing, polished, like... And so one of the key things I figured out early on, to your point, Wes, was the first line of my LinkedIn profile, the about section, here's one sentence people can use. You'd say what I do in all capital letters, colon, I help, insert the name of your audience, get two to three benefits they want by providing my service. So what I do, I help this audience get these benefits by providing this service. So for me, back in 2012, it said, what I do, I help debt collectors, um, you know, increase sales, reduce complaints, and generate more leads by providing customized debt collection industry specific marketing services. Yeah. How I do it, I leverage my experience in the industry to understand and blah, blah, blah. Like, and then it just was all about how I help them get what they want. 
And what happened was people accept the invite, look at your profile and are like, oh, cool, you can help me. And that's that's where it really got good. Look at this fan. Whoa, look at this profile. Yeah, see, I figured it'd be good to to give kind of a visual and some examples. So, I mean, you guys completely redid my profile when when we started working together. And I remember being a little bit surprised how much emphasis the the team put on the profile and rewriting it. Um, so, I mean, everything from the header picture to, you know, the title that's going to mm -hmm. show up. So, you know, look, exactly what John just described, um, you know, kind of how I help the people that I'm able to help mm -hmm. um, right there. And then, you know, this is exactly what, I do. What, what he was saying. And you've got this whole kind of formula, right, that you guys have developed over the years that you're you're really able to almost – I don't want to say plug and play because, you know, one of the things that that you and your team have done that's been so impressive to me is you've spent huge amounts of time with me, you know, one on one asking a lot of questions. And I mean, we've got probably how many hours worth of Zoom calls that are recorded where <laughs> essentially yeah. just kind of interviewing me and, and talking to me and, you know, understanding not just what I do, but but how I do it and and how maybe I do it differently than other franchise consultants that are out there. My personal story, um, you know, understanding kind of my voice and and how I talk. Um, so I don't necessarily want to say plug and play, but you've got this kind of formula that you're able to take any client that you work with and, you know, use that, that structure to input, you know, their personal uh, information and services into it so yeah i mean i remember being pretty pretty surprised but also impressed with just how much time and emphasis your team put on redoing my profile yeah and it's it's really comes down to understanding what makes you unique different and better so like what you know what makes west unique different and better and so your profile your linkedin content your messages have to have to really say why is West different than the other five gajillion franchise consultants that I see, right? And so for you, Wes, it was your story. It was like, okay, well, I had this corporate role. I worked at Enterprise Rent-A-Car. I really learned, okay, that's going to kind of be capped and limited how far I can go on the corporate ladder. I want more freedom. I want time with my family. So then I end up going to work for a franchise company. I start selling franchises. I start learning that world like, oh, it's more than McDonald's. And then I get into it and I buy franchises and I run franchises and I make every mistake you can think of as a first time franchise owner. I've you know True. done it all. And now I'm taking all the lessons I've learned over the last decade. And now I'm helping other people kind of make the same journey. Yeah. And so it's like for you, that makes you unique, different and better. Plus your whole approach is you're very much, I'm an educator. I'm a facilitator. I'm not a hard charging like, I mean, this is why you have a podcast every week that you're educating people. With. Like, yeah. You're not just like, get on the phone. I'm going to hammer you with a franchise. Like yeah. you're very, <laughs> that was like, and so that goes into your story. Right. And so yeah. when people are thinking about their LinkedIn profile, like, yes, there's the fill in the blank part of what I do, who I serve services. I provide audiences. I help, but the most important part, uh, your biggest advantage in the marketplace is you. What makes you yeah. unique? What's your story? What's your journey? What would I get working with you that I wouldn't get with another franchise consultant, right? Well, with Wes, I would get somebody that they've literally bought and run franchises. Yeah. Oh, that's different. He's not just some guy that says he's a consultant and took a class. Like he actually is in the <laughs> trenches doing it. Yeah. Because there are franchise consultants who are like, I'm one, I'm one. Yeah, I definitely. signed up and I, I'm one. I know what, I, and they're like, but you never run one. You know, there are franchise consultants that are franchisees to be a franchise consultant. So yeah, they bought a franchise to help other people buy franchises. You know who I want to build my house? A guy that's built his own house by hand. Yeah. I don't want a guy who like took an online course about how to build houses. Yeah, but that's like yeah. your advantage is like. Dude, I have, and then like your story is so good because you have two of the most random franchises no one would think of, like <laughs> insulation and shelving. Yeah. And it's like, well, that sounds dumb. And you're like, no, but here's why. Right. It's scalable. 
I don't have to go. I'm not crawling through attics, man. Like I have a team, but it's a scalable business and it has all these advantages in it. I get to play into my strengths of client service and, you know, networking and marketing and relationship building. And I have models where I get referrals and it's like, oh, okay. Like that's, there's 4,000 different concepts. It's not a McDonald's for everybody. And it's like, that's where on LinkedIn, the more you can just kind of document who you are and what you've done and put it in a client facing way of how it's going to help someone else with your profile, your messaging, et cetera. That's what people respond to. Because kind of to your point earlier, Wes, everyone on LinkedIn is inundated. Like everyone's getting all these spam yeah. messages. Yeah. I got one the other day, Wes, that said, hey, John, I saw your profile. Have you ever thought about writing a book? And I'm like, I've written seven books. It's in my header. It's in my header, yeah, Wes. I can't stop thinking about writing books. <laughs> I'm hitting my head with the book. Yeah, I mean, it, there's there's that. And, and um, I think the other key is like, you got to be consistent with it too, right? I mean, if you're just doing it every now and then, you're probably not gonna gonna move the needle all that much. Because yeah. I mean, you know, there's all all types of I guess studies or statistics out there of you know how many times you need to get in front of someone before it's really gonna resonate. Whatever the number is, it's usually more than once, right? Mm-hmm. But if they're consistently seeing you and you know, content or information that you're putting out and it's coming from a place of, Hey, I'm just, I'm just adding value. I'm not really asking for anything in return. And you're, you know, kind of establishing yourself as an expert while also, I guess, personalizing it a little bit so that it's not so generic, you know, that'll, that'll over time, I think really make an impact. I mean, We've been working together since January. We're recording this in like mid-October 2023. Uh, I mean, I was at a, a conference back in July, and I can't tell you how many people came up to me, you know, franchisors, franchise consultants. It was like an industry thing. They're like, dude, you're all over LinkedIn. Like every time I go to LinkedIn, I just see you like um so so that has really ramped up because of you know what you guys are doing so it's it's not only everything john's mentioned already it's also having you know a good strategy to make sure you're doing it consistently but also the right way putting out the right type of information that isn't going to just come off as as spammy and that's that's easier said than done yeah and it's i'll give everyone a really easy formula Personal story plus business lesson is the content. Wes has go. tons of personal stories of his early days in franchising, mistakes he made that reveal a great business lesson, right? You told me some, I had you on my podcast recently and you're like, oh yeah, man, you know, this, I made this mistake and I made this mistake. Those are stories yeah. that make you relatable and empathetic and approachable. The other big thing with social media, and this is a lesson beyond LinkedIn is we all want to feel like we can relate to the person we're going to do business with. Like you're, I think that's something people forget with LinkedIn and everything else is there's still a human being on the other end of that DM Mm -hmm. that has anxiety and fear and worry and self doubt. And if you come across as this perfect polished, you always have it all together. You've never made a mistake and you have a Ferrari you're in front of like, they're going to be like, well, he's too good for me. I can't relate. He, you know, or, or I don't want to or it's fake, probably a right? Or it's just going to look too good to be true. Too right? good to be it's true. One, one or the other of those, I think. So you mentioned a good point, like beyond LinkedIn. So, you know, talk to us a little bit about, you know, number one, why have you chosen, you know, to make LinkedIn your primary focus for your clients? Um, and And then also like, who should really be thinking about, you know, leveling up their LinkedIn game. Yeah. Who is this really going to benefit um, from a, you know, business owner standpoint? Yeah, great questions. And it it really comes down to who is your ideal prospect or client? If I was selling hairbrushes to teenage girls, I would not be on LinkedIn. I'd TikTok be on all day. TikTok <laughs> and, you know, Instagram is probably too boomer now. There's something called Visco, apparently. Like oh, for, God, I mean, not heard know, of that like, I'm just glad I don't have daughters. I can't keep up with oh, all the selfies I've got and everything. Two of them, and it scares the hell out of me. The oldest, yeah. Get is your six. sharpen your knives. Get your shotguns. You know, when yeah. the boys start coming around, like you know, be in the background. Yeah, 
we might be going full Amish here in a couple of years. Just I wouldn't blame no, you. No I Wi-Fi, think no tech. Um, yeah, it's daughters are just yeah in closets. Yeah. But I mean, so here's the deal: LinkedIn is for you if you're trying to reach B2B type of leads, other business gotcha. owners, other professionals. And here's here's why LinkedIn is such a gold mine. There's no nearly a billion people on it. They add two new members every single second. 200 plus countries and territories around the world. Microsoft bought them back in 2018 for like $26 billion. Microsoft's not going anywhere. They're just pumping money into this thing. So it's growing, growing, growing. And there's no other platform that can rival it in terms of what LinkedIn is. It's a one-stop shop for professionals around the world. So they're all using it. They're all logging in. They're getting training. They're looking for jobs. They're joining groups. They're you know doing work updates. Now, where it comes in handy as a lead gen tool is uh, Microsoft and LinkedIn went big brother. So every single keystroke, every update, every piece of content you've ever published on that platform, Wes, they've indexed and categorized and saved and made searchable. So they've basically created this big ecosystem of anything and everything Wes has ever done. And for me as a marketer, I can go in and use LinkedIn Sales Navigator and their search features, and I can make an exact list of... I want to reach franchise consultants from North Carolina who went to school at Duke and uh, who volunteer for Big Brothers Big Sisters and who have been a franchise consultant for at least 10 years. And it will spit out a list. Yeah. yeah and then you, you have these ready-made icebreakers. Yeah. You have these ready-made icebreakers to talk to them and go, hey, unless LinkedIn's misleading me, it looks like you live in North Carolina and went to Duke. Do you still follow the basketball team? Hey, by the way, how are, how's business? Are you looking for any tips? And yeah. instantly you can start building rapport and you're doing the Dale Carnegie where using their profile, you're talking about their favorite topic on earth, which is themselves. Yeah. So. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast, then there's a good chance that you're looking to create more freedom in your own life. There's also a good chance that you realize that owning your own business can be a great way to take more control of your livelihood and create more of that freedom that we're all looking for. Also, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you realize that I specialize in franchise ownership. In addition to owning franchise businesses myself, I have a franchise consulting firm, Path to Freedom, where I help people navigate what is typically an overwhelming process of understanding franchising, identifying specific franchise companies that could be a fit, and then conducting the due diligence in a thorough and efficient manner with those franchise brands. My whole purpose here is to leverage my experience working for franchisors, owning franchises myself, and how we've been able to use that to create more freedom in our lives and help you determine if that could be a path that makes sense for you as well. So if any of this sounds interesting, if you've considered business ownership in the past, whether you've explored franchising specifically or not, I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to learn more about you and what it is that you're working towards in your life and determine if I may be in a position to help. A great starting point is the link below in the show notes, which will take you to a short form to fill out and you'll receive a free copy of an ebook that I've put together, The Seven Steps to Freedom Through Franchise Ownership. That'll also get us connected and I'd love to set up an introductory call where I can explain a little bit more about the process that I use to help people determine if franchise ownership could be a great way to start charting their own path to freedom. So click the link below in the show notes, receive the ebook, and let's get connected. I'd love to hear from you. I, I have a great example of this from my early days when I was prospecting. So I was reaching out to a list of debt collectors. And this is how I got a $10,000 deal in 60 seconds. So <laughs> that's the setup. I was basically looking at a guy's profile who's a debt collector. And I'm like, God, what, what can I, how do I personalize my message? I don't want to just spam them with a meeting request. I saw that he went to the University of Pittsburgh in the 1980s. And I'm a huge sports fanatic, college sports, yeah. everything. I grew up in the 80s. And I was like, what do I know about Pitt? You know, the University of Pittsburgh in the 80s. I'm like, oh, send it in Jerome. So if anyone who doesn't know this, Google send it in Jerome and you'll see the story. But basically, Pittsburgh had a great basketball team in the 80s. And one of their star players, Jerome Lane, on a nationally televised basketball game, went up, dunked the basketball and shattered the glass backboard. Just okay. exploded. Okay. 
And the famous basketball announcer, Bill Rafferty, has this call where the guy goes up and dunks, the backboard shatters, the crowd goes crazy, and he goes, send it in, Jerome, send it in, you know? <laughs> and so I looked at this guy's thing, and within 60 seconds was like, oh, he was at Pitt from 84 to 88. Jerome Lane made that dunk in 87. If nothing else, that will help me stand out by being like, hey, man, uh, would love to connect. I see you went to Pitt. Do you remember send it in Jerome? Unless the guy's a total nerd and he never watched any sports <laughs> or anything. But he was on campus, so certainly he at least heard about it, right? Yeah, true. And he writes back, and I kid you not, he writes back within a minute, I was at the game, you know? (laughs) And all of a sudden, it's like the Bruce Springsteen glory days is playing in the background. He's back in college, you know, with his mullet in the 80s. And it's, I was at the game, I played varsity soccer at Pitt, and I knew Jerome Lane. And all of a sudden, we had context for a conversation. We had a connection. Guards down guards down and then he's like and by the way i looked at your profile which is client facing debt collection marketing services uh i'd love to set up a call we need some help with our website ten thousand dollar project one call and i remember that was you know i was auditing my clients later that year like hey why'd you sign up was it my marketing materials or this he's like no send it in jerome he's like i knew if you could personalize your lead generation that way with me that you could do that for us and that's i mean it was similar when you reached out to me and and I remember exactly what your first message said but it it resonated it caught my attention and then you know I think kind of like the strategies you're using for your your clients on LinkedIn you gave you gave you gave you know some some resources some tips some insight before you ever really asked for anything and so in that you know, there were numerous of those things where I could just tell like you were doing things differently than the vast majority of other people. And, you know, none of that, you know, before you and I actually got on a call live convinced me that, you know, this was going to be a a good fit for me, but it at least got me to say, yeah, I'll, I'll set 30 minutes aside for this guy and, and hear him out. And I think that's what you're usually looking for, you know, if you're prospecting on LinkedIn, especially if it's, you know, I know you work with a lot of, you know, business coaches and, um, you know, people that are, uh, I guess, higher ticket, you know, type, type sales and real, you know, kind of Mm -hmm. relationship um, based transactions, I guess I would say. Um, So, you know, you mentioned something earlier about, um, you know, with Microsoft acquiring LinkedIn and some of that. I mean, one of the things I'm I'm real curious about is is you know from 2012 to now, you know how have you and your team had to adjust with all of the just changes and and updates with LinkedIn because and, and I guess like the follow up question to that is like from what you know, how does LinkedIn really want their platform to be used? Are they are they okay with it being used as a prospecting platform? Because I know like, especially during COVID, like people just went nuts with the the spamming. And I mean, you know, there's all types of like bots and, and programs that yeah. you can plug in and hook up to your, your LinkedIn account and send out 500 connection requests a day. And it automates all the messaging and like they started, I, I heard of people getting their accounts frozen because they were just blasting out way too many uh, connection requests and spammy messages. And I think it really dampened, dampened the user experience a little bit. So what what does LinkedIn think about how you and your team are helping your clients, you know, leverage LinkedIn for prospecting? Yeah, I would start by saying, do they want you to use LinkedIn for sales? Well, what's their flagship premium program called? Sales Navigator. Like they want you to use it for prospecting. The problem is LinkedIn is a little bit of Jekyll and Hyde where they're like, they'll say to you on one end, just connect with people you know, just, you know, be authentic and only, and then they're like, but here's a list of 10 million people and here's Sales Navigator. We'll sell you everyone's data. And you can have Sales Navigator. Yeah. So they're like, what do you want? Like I would, to quote Gary Vaynerchuk, marketers ruin everything. So what's changed between 2012 and now is LinkedIn got really popular. And so it got very noisy. And so what I've seen over the years 
And one of the other things that's a challenge with LinkedIn is they're constantly adding and removing and changing features. They're kind of yeah. like, yeah, well, hey, that the cool kids on TikTok are doing this. We'll add a short video format. Yeah, uh, that didn't work. Okay, we'll take that out. Well, the cool kids are doing carousels on Instagram. Okay, we'll add that. Well, we'll take it out. Like, so they're constantly kind of trying to figure out their identity. And they yeah. they bought a company called Lynda.com and that became LinkedIn Learning. And they they for a while they had a freelance marketplace to try to be like Fiverr. It's still around. Oh, it's okay. called ProFinder. Huh. Um, they're con- there's all these features. They have groups and here's what matters if you want to use LinkedIn. The money's in the mailbox. So it's in one-on-one messaging, kind of talking to people like a real human. And to your point, Wes, you got to lead with value. So what you got to do is you got to say, what's changed between 2012 and today is the messages we write for clients have gotten shorter and shorter and shorter. And now they're literally one sentence. So they're literally like, Hey, Joe, came across your profile. I see you're a pharmaceutical sale. You've been in pharma sales for 20 years. Just curious, you know, have you considered your next move? You know, any interest in a career pivot? And you stop. And then they're like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of getting to the end of the road. I saw your franchise consultant. I mean, I've always wondered about that. Like, what's the deal? And then you'd be like, well, hey, I have a whole ebook on it. And so, like, we literally, you know, we still do one-on-one messaging, but it's one sentence to identify interests. So it's, yeah. hey, curious, have you ever wanted free tips on blank? Have you ever considered X? It, you know, and then let them respond. And then you say, or, hey, could I send you a free copy of my ebook? LinkedIn lead generation for franchise consultants. And if they say yes, then the content you send becomes currency. Content is currency to buy their time, interest, and attention, just like I bought yours, right? Through, I literally wrote a, a riches are in the niches. I wrote a book called LinkedIn lead gen for franchise consultants, literally. Like that's- And you sent, I remember, I remember reading it and, and, and thinking, okay, this guy understands what I do, because that's one of the issues I'd had with some of right. these other agencies was they didn't understand, you know, exactly what a franchise consultant does. And also some of the challenges that are there for a franchise consultant, you know, when it comes to investing money in lead generation and and actually getting an ROI off of that, because my services are free to the individuals I work with. So if I were like a business coach charging you know, $10,000 a month for X number of hours to coach someone. Like Mm -hmm. I put 10 grand this month into Legion, you know, you book me 30 appointments. I convert, you know, three of them. I've got an ROI and I've got it pretty quickly. I'm not guaranteed any money for, you know, the time I spend with people, which is great. I like the model. We talked about that on your podcast. My favorite thing about what I do is I don't have anything to sell to anyone, but it just makes the the ROI calculations a little more difficult because it's a long process. Big even time. if someone's moving quickly, if I connect with someone, there's an interest, there's motivation, they're ready to go. I mean, we're talking three, four months at, at the absolute quickest before there's money coming into me from a franchisor that I've placed someone with. It could be years though. I mean, I've got so many examples of people that I initially connected with and we kind of just, you know, stayed in touch, worked together off and on over the course of two, three years. Timing's finally right. Stars align. They come in. So the point I'm getting at is with that, when you sent me that ebook, I can remember reading it and being like, okay, this guy gets it or at least has an understanding of kind of how my world works and and that was, I think, probably the the big thing that got me comfortable with setting up a call with you. That and me wearing Zuba's pants and having a popcorn bucket on my head. I mean, the, again, personal brand. I'm a walking dad joke. But see, that's what makes me unique, different, and better. I love it. I'm not a boring guy. Like, I'm a goofball, as you can see on this call. And, like, that's the piece, like, with Wes and your personal brand. You're sharing your family and you're sharing your vacations and, like, you're living your freedom lifestyle. Like, path to freedom is a real thing for you. Like, I'll yeah. be talking to our team. They're like, well, yeah, Wes is over here doing this in, like, the Bahamas. I'm like, that's son of a god. <laughs> but you've set up your business that way so you can. Like, that's what's beautiful. And 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 the thing I was going to say about LinkedIn is um, really understanding – with your content, demonstrating expertise and understanding to a niche audience. So they go, oh, he gets me. I don't have to explain. There's no learning curve. 
that's key, right? And then have you walked in my shoes? Do you really know what it's like to be me? And if you have, that works really well. And so I want to go back for a second to the messaging because if you do nothing else on LinkedIn, client-facing profile, make a list of your ideal prospects and do one-on-one messaging and you'll make money. Um, the key is first identify interest, send one sentence, one question. Hey, should I send you a free copy of my ebook, LinkedIn for business coaches? Or should I send you a free copy of my uh, ebook, how to quit your day job and finally have financial freedom, whatever it is, right? And if they say yes, then you send the content and the fortunes in the follow-up to your point. And that's what we do for clients is we have these huge Google Sheets and we chase and chase and chase because you have to follow up eight, 10, 20 times. We had a guy, you'll love this story. So he's a a business broker in Houston, Texas. We've worked with him for, I think, six months and added all these new connections and all these new engagement, but he hadn't closed a deal yet. And he's getting nervous and he's like, his extension was up and I'm like, dude, we're so close. Just trust me. And he's like, all right, all right, all right. We'll do, you know, another couple months. I get a message today, uh, $20 million deal. He gets 3% of $600,000. I'm like, So he's like, I'll hire you guys for life. <laughs> Here's your ROI. Yeah. From one random you, cold You've got him message. for at least the next five years and he's still Yeah, I should a... be good for a couple months. Yeah. Like, yeah. But that's, but that's the power of LinkedIn messaging because he was targeting business owners in Houston who want to sell a business. This guy has this incredible background doing that exact thing. He knows their world. We wrote all this content for him to get people to know, like, and trust him and demonstrate his best tips for business owners who want to get a business ready to sell one cold LinkedIn message. The timing was right. Yeah. The other thing I would add to that too, and and this will kind of, you know, take us a little bit outside of LinkedIn because, you know, your team will, you know, follow up with people to a certain extent. Right. But, Mm -hmm. you know, they're not following up six months later with someone Unless the the person specifically said, "Hey, I might be interested. Follow up with me six months from now." Yep. You know, it's there. There's kind of a cadence to it, and then it kind of just falls off, which I think is the right approach. You don't want to, you know, be pestering someone if they're you know clearly not interested. But you know, the timing, and and this will vary from from one type of you know, I guess, business to the next. But the the timing really has to be right, you know, for the prospect and. So you need to also, you know, in addition to a good LinkedIn strategy, you need to have a, I always think of it as an ecosystem that you're bringing that person into that is going to allow you to stay in touch with them without having to continue to slide into their DMs on on LinkedIn, right? So whether that's a a newsletter, uh, an email newsletter, or, you know, a podcast and you're you know, sending out emails periodically to, you know, keep people updated with, you know, new podcast episodes or YouTube channel or whatever the case is, you know, I always kind of look at LinkedIn as like the, you know, one of the tops or, or the top of one of my funnels, right? That I'm, the ultimate goal is to just get people into the path to freedom ecosystem, right? Yes. Ideally, if I can, you know, get people on the phone as a direct result of the prospecting efforts on LinkedIn, that's that's great, right? But I know that not everyone that may have an interest is going to be ready or the timing's going to be right when they get that message from me. So yeah, I think that's... Like, imp- go ahead. I just say, I, to me, I think that's important for people to think through is like, as great as LinkedIn is for a prospecting, you're probably going to miss out on a lot of really good prospects if you don't have this kind of ecosystem yes. that you're pulling them into that's going to just make it easier for you to to stay in front of them. Yeah, for example, I have all these niched ebooks that I give away, but it puts you into an email drip that yeah. follows up on the book yep. and gives a free online course and yep. periodically exactly. free emails. And oh, I have a new podcast episode with this cool entrepreneur, Wes Barefoot. You need to go listen. I sent that out, I think today, right? So like, it's constantly, to your point, seeing in front of people being reminded, oh yeah, that guy. I've had people come a year or two or three later sign up. Like you had a guy that, you know, I'm taking credit for the sale, but (laughs) you're like, well, yeah, I met that guy at a mastermind like two years ago. 
yeah kind of just whatever and then we reconnected through you guys on linkedin we rekindled we started talking the timing was right for him boom he came in and bought like six franchises and it was like yeah they all kind of intermeshed he was in your ecosystem to a degree we had another touch point on linkedin to well, kind of reignite the, things the right? thing was because i i totally give you guys credit for that we were in this we we still are in this like fitness and mindset mastermind together but we'd never spoken okay right so it was the linkedin messaging and and this is a good example of like it hit this guy at the right time yes so you know some of that's going to happen if if you're you know doing enough of it but you know, he was in the final stages of selling a business that he and a partner had, had built into a very large business. And he's a relatively, you know, young guy, early 40s. So he's like, what am I going to do next? And, What's next? And he's been yeah. curious about franchising. So, I mean, talk about like that dropping into to his lap at exactly the right time. But we get on the call having no clue that, that we had this connection oh. through this mastermind group and it came up probably 10 or 15 minutes into the conversation, but you could tell there was like instant credibility because of that. Um, so anyways, it was cool. It was just kind of a, a random coincidence, I guess you could say, but no question that, you know, I didn't get on the phone with that guy or, or you know, wouldn't have been on the phone with him that early, um, you know, had it not been for, for you guys reaching out to them via LinkedIn. Yeah, it's your ecosystem. It's like you're in groups. You're got a podcast. You got videos. You got ebooks. It's like when we get you a lead on LinkedIn, we want to drop them in and get them hooked on your stuff because the timing's not always right to your exactly. point. Exactly. Yeah. There will be people that are like, you know what? I can't even think about this till 2024. We'll make a note and follow up. And they'll be like, actually, I'm glad you followed up. I just got laid off. I got a huge severance and I, I don't want to go back and get a day job. Yeah. I mean, yeah. in my mind, there's no question that if you if you have a solid LinkedIn strategy, you know, or are implementing a lot of these tips and and you know tactics that you're recommending, you'll make money on LinkedIn. But you're also going to miss opportunities down the road if you don't have the the kind of bigger ecosystem that you're you're funneling people into. Um, so one one thing I want to ask you about because you know. Clearly, you guys are experts in LinkedIn. That's your your primary focus uh, with your clients. Number one, are you guys doing much, if anything, outside of LinkedIn for, for any of your clients where it makes sense? Yeah, I mean, we've done stuff where it makes sense outside of it. So, for example, we've done, you know, YouTube channels and campaigns. We've done, like, done-for-you webinars. I mean... We, you know, we've done logos and branding and websites yeah. and like, uh, to your point, like if a client says, Hey, I want to build the ecosystem, then we can build it all. You know, um, what I found out just as any business owner knows is why do people keep coming to me? Why do they, they want leads, leads, leads. They want yeah. LinkedIn and they want leads. So it's like, okay, come in through that door. And then I have all this other stuff we can do together. So we produce podcasts for some clients. We okay. produce videos. Yeah. I mean, logos, like kind of the way I've set up my business is I have all these contractors around the US, US mm -hmm. based that are high end. So yeah. like my graphic design guy, he does stuff for Martha Stewart, the New York Yankees. My video guy has done stuff for Netflix. He trained under Hans Zimmer for like um, music. Really? You know, what do they call wow. soundtracks? So yeah. like I just poach the best talent I can find because I want to, I've obviously tried to build my brand as like a high end hyper custom done for you as opposed to, yeah, someone in a third world country is just hammering LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, it's like your your team, everyone on your team that I've interacted with has been great. And um, I mean, I have a dedicated account manager, so I've got like one point of contact that I can go to. And, you know, she's great, stays on top of me to keep me. She on told track me and... she's like, if you're talking to Wes, tell him we've got. Yeah. I know I've always He's got on to do, but here's but the that's problem because... with Wes Barefoot. Everyone Look. listening. Wes is so successful and he's got so much. We're chomping at the bit to do more. We have all this low hanging fruit on his LinkedIn account that he's oh, like, man. yeah, I'm going to get to it. And he's like, oh, but I have these two successful businesses I'm running and I'm taking my family on a, you know, it's... to Mexico. Oh, sorry, Wes. Like, I'm right. sorry you're so damn successful. I, but I we... think you're... How about us? 
I think you're making it sound a little more glorious than it is. Um, basically, my life is is chaos, and a lot of that comes. Well, how from your, the how three many kids, kids you have? You have three, three. young kids. Three young yeah. kids. Like, yeah, you're lucky to be upright, buddy. Yeah. So I remember those days. <laughs> oh yeah, and it's a blast. But uh, it's uh, I mean, it's and non-stop, you run two businesses. But, but and you guys are consultant. So yeah, you you got a lot going on. You guys are cranking out so much content, though it it has been and. You know, I think the important thing to with this is like we've talked a lot about what you and your team are doing, right? But, you know, I think for me to really get the full value from it, like I've got to put in the time and effort too. And in my opinion, this isn't just like, hey, I'm going to pay you guys some money, take it and run with it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's really a partnership. And, and I've already, you know, kind of alluded to the fact that part of why it's it's been so good for me is you and the team taking the time to get to know me and and my story and then you know relating that through these linkedin efforts you know but i could have easily not put as much time into that and i was talking to another franchise consultant that i know that i think signed up with you guys about the same time and you know we had we had a conversation and and i don't want this to reflect poorly on you guys but He's like, I, yeah, I haven't been getting as good of results because I was kind of sharing my experience and my results. But then you know, he went on to say, like, yeah, you know, I didn't really read through any of the stuff that they put together. I just kind of okayed it all. And like, I've kind of had my daughter, you know, overseeing all of this for me. And like, I think that's a big difference where, you know, because all the content you guys are putting together for me, I mean, some of it's pretty extensive in terms of like, newsletters that are very in-depth and very thorough and articles and i i like to go through and read those and you know your copywriters would probably say that i come back with a fair number of edits or or changes to those but i think that's um just important for people to understand and in my eyes this isn't like an easy button in terms of like hey i don't have to do anything right yeah it's what's really funny is um for you, you don't even know this, but based, I had you on my podcast uh, the other day and I wrote four new LinkedIn articles just based off the stories you told. So they're coming to you. Like I wrote them, but they need your input because yeah. they need you to go, yeah, you got that story right. Or yep. yeah, that's the story about what no one will tell you about franchising that are the challenges and how to overcome them. But there's nuance in there that you have to correct me on. Right, you know? exactly. And then, and it's the type of thing that the longer we work together, right, the less of that, you know, will probably yeah. have to happen just because, you know, of of the experience working together. But I mean, don't get me wrong, you and your team are doing 90% of the work. You're certainly doing the heavy lifting, but my my point is simply I think I'm getting better result, results and will continue to get better results than the person that, you know, doesn't want to put in as much time and is just going right. to you know, get the article that you write and say, yeah, it's good. And and not really look at it or not give you any feedback. Um, yeah. It's like being a, you know, it's like you kind of get as a client, what I learned too is like, you're irreplaceable. So the more of your time and input I can get, the better job I can do representing you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, if yeah. you're like, oh, you're going to tell the story about the insulation place. Let me dig up a photo of me falling through an attic because that'll go good with the status update yeah yeah because that's an authentic photo and that'll resonate people be like that's different than stock art what's this why is wes in an attic oh there's a story behind this and so those are the things obviously you know this and i know this you win or lose based on client selection and to your point yes the clients that do best with us put in the brain power to go that's good but here's how to make it better or i've got an idea or hey you'll say stuff to us like man, I'm seeing a trend here. Can we do some messages on this trend? Yes. Okay. We didn't know that. Or, you know, those are the ideas where it really gets exciting because when you put in those little, you know, nuances and flourishes, it's just like hiring someone to come paint my house. Like I can be like, you know, that's good, but could we do this? And I really want this mural to reflect that. And, you know, rather than just your off the shelf kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I look at it as like you guys are are an extension of my team, you know, that I'm building exactly. out. So I've got some guys that, you know, are phenomenal with, you know, video and and they edit and produce my podcast. And they're, you know, they're they're really kind of the architects of this ecosystem that, 
that I'm, uh, you know, in the process of building out. But I mean, outside of um, the podcast, I don't do anything for for lead generation other than LinkedIn. So, you know, you guys are are like a key part of, you know, this kind of team that I'm building out. And so it's got to be treated like a partnership in that regard, I think, in, in order for it to really work. But um, I know we're kind of coming up on time here. The, you know, the I guess the other question I would have for you just to you know, make sure everyone can get something out of this. Cause you know, we've talked a lot about LinkedIn, you know, you said early on LinkedIn is really for anyone, you know, that's, that's in more of a B2B kind of prospecting. So, you know, what, what advice would you share to, you know, maybe a business owner that's not looking for that B2B client, right? I mean, think about uh, the, the franchises I own, for example, right. Where, you know, a lot of our customers are, you know, residential homeowners or, you know, like contractors or builders that are probably not hanging out on LinkedIn a whole lot. What have you learned over the years that might be applicable, you know, to, to other business owners when it comes to prospecting and marketing, just not through LinkedIn? Yeah. You mean, uh, if their audience isn't really active on LinkedIn, yeah. should they still use LinkedIn? And if no, so, not how? even necessarily. Should they okay. still like what? Yeah. Do you have any tactics that are effective yes. on LinkedIn that could also yeah. be effective elsewhere if your audience is not on LinkedIn? Yeah, I think what people are craving most is authentic connection. I think we are sick and tired of all the gurus and too good to be truers and guys in front of Ferraris on Facebook. Yeah. I think we want, I'm Wes, I'm a dad. Here's my kids. Here's my life. Um, Here's mistakes I've made. Here's tales from the trenches. Here's lessons I've learned. If that's something that could be of value to you, I'm happy to share it. And I think that's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, you know, and it's, it's sharing your wisdom and expertise and solving, you know, challenges and questions for people. I think one of the other pieces of advice I have is make it really simple, make it super easy so that they can take it. And it's a digestible quick win. So I can feel momentum. For example, when I'm sharing the LinkedIn profile tips, anyone can go in and fill in one sentence, right? What I do, I help this audience get these benefits by providing that service. That's one sentence, but you feel a win. You feel momentum. I'm not asking you to rewrite your whole profile today or changing your headline. And I think the more you can kind of make your tips simple and digestible and people feel momentum and feel good. And I think the other thing is just put more of you into your marketing. Yeah. Like tell me stories about who you are, what you're passionate about. And then again, the formula is very simple. Uh, personal story plus business lesson is the content. I have a whole book I give away for free. It's called Content Marketing Made Easy. We can link to it. Um, okay. That has all the formulas. But yeah, that would be my advice for sure. Yeah, great advice. And I think the way the world's going, almost anyone should be, in addition to whatever their business or their their job or profession is, building their personal brand in in some way. You know, so yes. I, I think all yes. of that that applies as well. Um, well, man, so much good information here. I, I could, you know, pick your brain for another two hours, but I know you've got got stuff to do. Um, I have a prospect call in two minutes. I forgot about. How's that, Bearfoot? All right. Well, let's wrap this bad boy up then. Um, where? No, can I'm people... good. I'm good. We got. We got. Let's make them wait, Wes. Let's make the anticipation. I'm gonna get on this sales call another, in two minutes. That, is that another I'm gonna strategy? Be like, I'm gonna be like, do you know who I was talking to before this call? Like, this kind of a letdown for me. <laughs> I was talking about the 2009 social media intern for Hilton Garden. And I, oh man, I don't you already you got my money. Go, go get an, go sign another client. Um, so where, where, where should people go if they want yeah. more? I know we'll, we'll link, uh, you know, website and, and, uh, you know, where they can go to get some of your free resources and stuff. But also, I mean, you do a podcast, Nemo Radio, YouTube, Nemo TV. Um, where, where's the place you would point people if they kind of want? access to everything that that you yeah. and the team are doing thank you nemo media group.com nemo media group.com has all the books free all that right on the front page obviously i'm on linkedin john nemo you can find nemo on linkedin use the fish jokes i don't mind i'm used to it <laughs> um 
and yeah, I would say those are the two places to go. Uh, find me on LinkedIn. There's tons of free stuff there, and then NemoMediaGroup.com. Awesome, John, you're the man. Thanks for everything, and uh, good luck on that prospect call. That's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you'll know when a new episode is released. You can also check me out on my website at www.path2frdm.com. And if you want more information about franchising or just want to say hello, feel free to contact me at Wes at Path2FRDM.com. Thanks again. Now go drop in.